This is Brother William Kantz with this week's lesson from Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, through chapter 62, verse 12. And the title of this week's lesson is Rebuilding the Ancient Ruins. And the text reads from the New King James. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the, the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified, and they shall rebuild the old ruins they shall raise up the former desolations and they shall repair the ruined cities. The desolations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks and the sons of the foreigners shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But you shall be named the priests of the Lord. They shall call you the servants of our God. You shall eat of the riches of the Gentiles. And in their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame you shall have double honor, and instead of confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore in their land they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery for burnt offering. I will direct their work in truth and will make with them an everlasting covenant. Their descendants shall be known among the Gentiles and their offspring among the people. All who see them shall acknowledge them, they, that they are the posterity whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. For as the earth brings forth its bud, as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Chapter 62. For God's, for Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her righteousness goes forth as brightness, and her salvation as a lamp that burns. The Gentiles shall see your righteousness, and all kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will name. 
You shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no longer be termed forsaken, nor shall your land any more be termed desolate, but you shall be called Hephzibah and your hand Beulah. For the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a virgin, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord do not keep silent. And give him no rest till he establishes and till he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by the arm of his strength. Surely I will no longer give you grain as food for your enemies and the sons of your foreigners shall not drink of your new wine for which you have labored. But those who have gathered it shall eat it and praise the Lord. Those who have brought it together shall drink it in my holy courts. Go through, go through the gates. Prepare the way for the people. Build up, build up the highway. Take out the stones. Lift up a banner for the peoples. Indeed, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the world. Say to the daughter of Zion, surely your salvation is coming. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him and they shall call him the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and you shall be called sought, af- sought out, a city not forsaken. Bless the readers, the hearers, and those who follow God's holy and divine word. Rebuilding the ancient ruins. In Isaiah 60, The text anticipates, foreshadows, spiritual Zion, the church. According to the prophet, it would be open to individuals from all nations, verse 10 and 11. It would be a place of salvation and praise, and it would be a place where people would enjoy, God's people would enjoy a special relationship with God, verses 19 and 20. Our lesson text builds up upon this thought by announcing how the Lord intended to develop his relationship with his people and advance the cause of the church, chapter 61, verse 1 through 3. He planned to do this through an individual upon whom his spirit would rest, verse 1. He would Proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and comfort all who mourn, verse 2. Through his efforts, the residents of spiritual Zion will be made righteous, verse 3. Because of him, God will be glorified. God intended to accomplish great things for his people through this chosen individual. Jesus Christ is the promised one. In Nazareth, near the beginning of his ministry, 
Jesus, after reading from the text in Isaiah, notice Luke 4, verse 17 and 19, he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him and he began to say to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing, verses 20 and 21. The mission of Jesus in proclaiming the gospel and doing astonishing miracles of healing was a direct fulfillment of Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3. Jesus came to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. As Paul said in 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 2, See now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. The eternal now is the time for all to recommit to the task ahead, to grow in spirit and truth. When the people of Israel returned to their ancestral homeland in Judah and Jerusalem, getting there was only part of the challenge. Through Isaiah, God promised to be with Israel during the return from captivity. God wanted the rebuilding of the city to be accompanied with compassion and kindness. A focus is that the people of God were to rebuild a city, a spiritual city where justice reigned. God would bless them in the laying of a foundation, in the construction of the temple, it providing, in providing the capital necessary for constructing comfortable living. But God was as disappointed and angry when the rich increased the sufferings of the poor as he was in the days when Isaiah or Jeremiah spoke to the people previously about injustice. He was disappointed as their fasting was not about providing for the needy as we studied in Isaiah 58 and verse 4. In their rebuilding of Jerusalem, the people of God were to imitate the ways of Yahweh, their protector. They were to rebuild the foundations of the city in the justice God loved. They were to direct their word in truth. God promised he would make with them an everlasting covenant. A covenant is a promise with the expectation of reciprocity. The covenant God makes with his people is not one of equality between two partners, but neither is it one of rote obedience. Jeremiah wrote, But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. Jeremiah 31, verse 33, on their hearts. When the author of Hebrews cited words from the prophets to, to demonstrate that God had planned for Gentiles to be part of the kingdom, he turned to Jeremiah. Again, I will write them on their hearts, Hebrews 8 and verse 10. Now, this means that a change of internal feelings must take place. In the New Testament, 
the people of God, are Jew and Gentile, who embrace this new covenant. A man is not a Jew if he is only one outwardly, nor is circumcision merely outward and physical. No, a man is a Jew if he is one inwardly, and circumcision is circumcision of the heart by the spirit, not by the written code. Such a man's praise is not from men, but from God. Romans 2, verse 28 and 29. Paul also wrote, He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 6. Rebuilding Jerusalem involved more than the accumulation of gold and the building of thick walls. It also required individual righteousness. The people addressed in Isaiah 61 and 62 are no longer in exile. They were the people who were rebuilding the city after arriving from Babylon. God wanted goodness and righteousness from those he blessed. He continues to want that today. The righteousness of God's people is of utmost importance. I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, chapter 61, verse 1. It would shine brightly and impact many. What the Lord does for Zion is for the world to see and acknowledge. Zion, before the world, will display her new righteous nature in all its glory. Zion will be aware of a new nature, signified by a new name, bringing with it new potentials and powers. The influence of this new Zion is to be like a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden or a lamp that gives light to all who are in the house. Matthew 5 verse 14 through 16. Jesus came to free humanity from the bondage of sin. The alternative is the servitude of sin. The alternative to the servitude of sin is servitude to righteousness. We all have to serve something. Righteousness produces the fruit of holiness and eternal life, Romans 6, 15 through 23. Because of him, Jesus Christ, our sorrow is transformed into joy, enabling us to glorify God. Because of the work of the Lord's anointed, a great transformation would occur and continues to occur in the heart and mind of believers. Describing this, Isaiah wrote, And they shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the desolations and they shall repair the ruined cities. 
the desolations of many generations. There is much work to be done. Isaiah 61, verse 4. The church, which was built by Jesus, Matthew 16 and verse 18, is in view in Isaiah. This body is open, this church, to both Jews and Gentiles and all who are in it shall be named priests of the Lord called the servants of God as noted in Isaiah 61, verse 6, 1 Peter 2, verse 9, and Revelation 1, Revelation 1 and verse 6. In the spiritual Zion, there is no special priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, 1 Peter 2 and verse 5. Neither is there a special clergy because all will be spoken of as ministers of our God. God had neither forgotten nor forsaken his people. Consequently, they were reminded of their great value to God in Isaiah chapter 62, verses 3 and 4. The language shows the special relationship God would have over spiritual Zion, like a husband rejoicing. God delighted in the bond he shared with his obedient people. To ensure Zion's safety, watchmen would be placed on her walls, Isaiah 62 and verse 6. These individuals are guardians who contend earnestly for the faith. I feel I had to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints, Jude, verse 3. Paul penned to Timothy, Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to your care. Turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and in so doing have wandered from the faith. Grace be with you. 1 Timothy 6 and verse 20. The citizens of Zion are to continually petition, teach, preach God in prayer until the church is praised everywhere, until the Lord's purpose has been fulfilled. That's in verse 7. God promised to provide for and protect those safely within spiritual Zion. Again, Isaiah 62, verses 8 and 9. The passage ends with a call for obedience, Isaiah 62 and verse 10. And safety awaited those who dared to enter. Here we see the messianic kingdom and its influence over the entire world. As Isaiah wrote, go through, go through the gates, prepare the way for the people, build up, build up the highway, take out the stones, lift up the banner for the peoples. The highway is God's access point to him. The way. He would lift his standard 
and gather his people to himself from all parts of the earth. After openly announcing, surely your salvation is coming, chapter 62, verse 11, the text focused on the attention God provided to his people. Because of this, the inhabitants of spiritual Zion would be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, verse 12. Peter wrote, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light, First Peter 2, verse 9. Zion would be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. This lesson is yours. Thank you, friends, for your continued participation in this ongoing study of the prophet Isaiah. Next week's lesson comes from Isaiah 65, verses 8 through 12 and chapter 66, verses 1 through 13. And the title of next week's lesson is God Reaches a Hand to Save. That's Isaiah 65, verses 8 through 12 and 66, 1 through 13. Let us go to God in prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, we approach your throne of grace with humility and awe. We gather at the foot of the cross and are amazed by the sacrifice of your Son and our Savior Jesus Christ. We thank you for his sacrifice, his body and his blood that continues to wash away our sin when we repent and ask for forgiveness. Father, we have all sinned and fallen short of your glory. We pray that we are able to grow in your esteem, your grace. We thank you for being our God who sits high and looks low. We thank you for answering prayer and for being present in our lives. We pray for those who do not know you yet. We pray for space and time that they may come to know you before it is eternally too late. We pray for the sick, for the shut-in, for those undergoing treatments, for debilitating illnesses. Build them up, Father, if it be your will, restore them a portion of their much-needed health. Father God, we, we pray for those traveling and those who must be on the roads. Give them traveling grace and protect them from hurt, harm, and danger. Father, we pray for opportunities to serve and give you all glory and honor. We pray that this lesson was acceptable to you. Father, we, we pray for all within the sound of my voice. We pray for spiritual prosperity and your wisdom, your long-suffering to be given to all who seek you. These and all other blessings and favors we humbly ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Friends, have a blessed week. Reach out in Christian love and uplift another. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Count it all joy. Stay safe. Bye for now.